What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. You got Matt. And Tyler. And the Coda Bear. He is silent because he doesn't have a microphone. We've also got our studio cats, or as we call them, the podcats. We've got Felix and Cake. They're sitting there. Felix is uh, all comfortable in the chair. Going to be clearing off that chair in a little bit for a guest. We've got a great one today. Another one of our good buddies that we have here in Nashville, Tennessee. A guy that's from Florida. A guy that has... Has a very good taste in music. It's very well-rounded. A guy that you can say rocks Broadway, uh, rocks Midtown. Yeah, I get to witness that firsthand every Friday, you know. Yeah, you get to witness. You get to work sound. Yeah, so uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm a sound engineer. I work on Broadway every Friday. Our guest comes in, and I get to run him and his band. So uh, we always get to see him firsthand and know, you know everything that's going on with him, which is always great. Yeah, Great he's, guy. he's got a lot of energy to him. I've been out partying with him before. Uh, we've all been out partying with him before. Um, on our, on the one occasion that was really crazy, my birthday and Henry's birthday. Listen, uh, anytime all, that our night ends at the Wild Beaver, it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a good night. We're at a certain somebody's level. Somebody's not remembering that night. <laughs> We're at a certain level that we want a place where you can ride a mechanical bowl, play the punch machine, shoot around a pool, get a drink for a really reasonable price, and sing karaoke all in a one-stop shop. So you know it gets to that point. So our guest today, none other than Mr. Henry Martin, a guy that is working on new material. We've actually got an exclusive, a brand new song from Henry titled Crazy that'll be at the end of this episode. Great song. It is a great song, and what's really cool about it, you'll hear Henry talk about it more is that he got to work on it with his friends and uh, the guys and girls that he rocks with on Broadway. And uh, it's a really cool conversation. So you guys sit back, enjoy this one. Also make sure that you are following along on social media. We've got everything rocking and rolling now. YouTube channel's up. The website is up. Everything is rocking. All you got to do is search In The Round Podcast, and you can get all the exclusive content, everything that Coda works on, everything that I work on, everything that Mr. Tyler works on. Get to see all of our great friends. So without further ado, let's go In The Round with Henry Martin. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to In The Round. You got Matt and Tyler hanging out in the studio. And today, on today's episode, one of our best friends, a guy that is a lot of fun, one of the first guys I got to meet here in Nashville when I came to visit back in September of 2018. And uh, he's always about having a good time. Our birthdays are right near each other. We've had great times. We've had times that we haven't remembered together. Absolutely. And uh, he puts on one of the best shows on Broadway and uh, out playing gigs all around the country. It's our good buddy, Henry Martin. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's up, man? How was your weekend, buddy? It was good. Long, but uh, a lot of fun, as always. How many shows did you do in that three day? Uh, From Friday to Sunday, how many shows? Uh, This week was actually a pretty short one. It was uh, just four. Just four. Just four. Just four shows in three days. No big deal. Yeah. (laughs) Just four shows. One of them was pretty cool, though. We got to play this uh, private event thing um, at the Bridge Building, which is kind of funny because it's like a building literally connected to the bridge downtown. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, this is actually the building connected to the bridge. <laughs> like, and it's called that <laughs> name. But it was pretty cool. We had a fun time there. Uh, we got rained on on the way in. but Dude, you know, that rain was insane. Dude, it was nuts. I've always heard that Nashville can flood and like that it can get a little crazy with t- the river turning into – with Broadway turning into a river. And uh, this weekend was definitely one of those weekends. Well, we actually those- uh, get more rainfall like in inches than Seattle does. That's insane. Seattle just gets like 20 more days a year of rain. But yeah. 
That's that's, that's already too many yeah. for me. Yeah, and you being from Florida, so your backstory a little bit. You come from Florida? Right? Come from yep, Florida. I'm originally from South Florida, but uh, my hometown is Sebring, Florida, Highlands County. It's a really little town. Um, we have two WalMarts. I don't know why, but we do. And uh, yeah, people freaked out when we got a Starbucks because it was crazy. <laughs> that was like a big <laughs> deal. So small town, Florida. Yeah, small town, really little town. Just. And how long you been living here in town? When did you make that move? Uh, I moved here uh, in 2014. Uh, I lived in Chattanooga for a few years when I was in college and then came out here, uh, yeah, in 2014, and then just didn't know anybody. I moved here with like 30 bucks. My car exploded like the day before I was moving here. So all the money I had was like into the car. Uh, yeah, and I mean I moved into this like terrible apartment in Nolensville. It was the first one I saw on the highway. Like, we were driving, and I looked at my buddy Ryan. I was like, this is where we're moving because we only had one day to find a place. And we just literally just turned off Harding and boom, like, just got an apartment. And that's what happened. That's a real Nashville story. Yeah, like I that, know. That's, yeah. the, that's the come, in, come with nothing. You want to make it, and you're doing what you got to do. Yeah, I am the pumpkin spice latte of Nashville stories. It's so basic. It's like how everybody <laughs> thinks, like, it goes. Like, it's like that. Like, that is me. <laughs> like, 100%. When did you start doing gigs and stuff down in Florida? Like, when did you realize, like, this is what I want to do? Like, I want to go to – I want to go and, and pursue this thing. Like, I can do this. Uh, Man, I think it actually didn't happen while I was in Florida. I've been playing music since I was seven years old. I kind of got thrown into it. Um, crazy story. My dad was a middle school math teacher and he was giving this girl like help with her homework and stuff. That was a student in town. And, uh, her mom was this blind woman who played piano at her church and like, couldn't afford to pay for like her math lessons, like tutoring lessons or whatever. And, uh, my dad pretty much said, well, you teach my kids how to sing and play piano and I'll teach your daughter math. And that's kind of how that happened. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we were just kids. We started. Um, at first, I didn't really know where it was going to go. I was just kind of doing it because I had to. And then I, you know, I tried to quit like four times because I wanted to be a basketball player. But if you know me, you know I'm not six five, and I can't jump. Do you have moves though? <laughs> can you can you shoot? Like, do you have moves playing basketball? Man, to tell you the truth, I wanted so bad to play like at least college ball. And the thing is, I'm not really great i love the game my brother is so good but like i and he like doesn't look like it but i'm not that great lebron or mj oh michael jordan for sure michael jordan? All, Hands right. all right just all had right. to double check if you're a big basketball guy just I, had to double check your head was in the right place i love <laughs> i like i have a lot of respect for lebron in a lot of ways um obviously i'm a heat fan so i was really happy for that time that we were just out there crushing it um definitely michael jordan uh, I think favorite player of my lifetime, well, Michael Jordan for was like, you know, when I was younger, but uh, big D Wade guy. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Really big D Wade guy. Yeah, Dwayne did a lot for Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the man. He, I think he plays more like Jordan than LeBron does. As a shooter, his defense, like that. The like style. his style of the game is like very like elusive and like very like, it's more flashy, I think. Like. Uh, it's I like if you watch like highlights of both of them, I think they're more similar in gameplay than LeBron is to Jordan, like scoring wise and all that stuff. Obviously, like there's that stuff, but um, I think they play more like, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you think Nashville could ever have a basketball team? 
Dude, that would be awesome. I think that MLB and, ba- and NBA need to come here. Like, We're the one of the growing finalists from MLB. Because M- it's just growing. We're going to get a so baseball much. team? Uh, it's not going to be for a little bit, but like they're talking about expansions, and Nashville is definitely like one of the top five that they're looking at. Like, could you imagine an NBA team playing at Bridgestone? Like, just going to games and like seeing those big names come in? Like, that would be so freaking Dude, cool. Dude, I would love that. I mean, it's... There's been even days when I like go to Preds games, like you know, I like leave my stuff at the bar across the street and then go watch a game and then come back. We do and that play. all the time. Yeah, man. It's working the best. on Broadway, we leave our stuff at the office and go on in there and whatnot. So, in terms of music and whatnot, you put on a very high energy show. I, I'm sure you're aware of that, and I'm sure you've been told that before. But you and the the crew that you have that plays with you, not only at, at Whiskey Row but also just around town, like you put on, you get people moving. We like we like to be hype. <laughs> so what 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 goes into that show for you guys? What's your kind of mindset when you're going and playing? Because you got the different tours coming in, you've got locals coming in, and all that stuff. Like, what do you think when you're when you're going out there and playing a show? Man, uh, to be honest, I think one of the biggest things that helps that happen. The main thing is that everybody in the band just has like a really good attitude, and they're all just funny guys that like really love playing. Like they just they actually do love playing. Like they don't play for a paycheck they just like you know they make one but they don't you know they just they're just cool dudes like they're just dope like they they have really positive energy and there's stuff that happens every show that's different so uh it's kind of fun just to be up there laughing and all those things and i think the the energy comes from i used to you know like a recovering emo kid i think like so i was all about like those kinds of shows and uh the other thing is when i first came to nashville that was like the first time that was ever just like a full time, you know, musician. Like I was playing, like that's all I was doing. So when you're playing at a bar and there's like a DJ and another band playing, you got to like bring the hype because all people have to do is just walk upstairs or like, and then you lose go, them yeah. or go somewhere else. But what is cool is now that we've been kind of touring more and we've been, you know, getting ready to like release our own music and we've been playing like these other showcases, that energy has just, come into like these festivals and stuff that we've done and uh because we're so used to playing at this like high energy level like where you just down like six red bulls and then you just like get out there it it kind of translates like universally into anywhere we go so we always get a great response like no matter what state we're in even if we've never been there like what's, it's, what's like the, the place where you've been like holy shit i'm playing out at this place i'm a kid from florida what am i doing here oh arizona for sure like hands down, I think you could ask anybody like in the group like where their favorite place was to play because we didn't even have we had like one poster, but like we like we had no merch, like we didn't even have music released, and we ended up going out there and playing. And uh, from what I was told, the first night we played, we had a lot of people come out. Like it was like few, like I don't know the exact number, but there was like not a lot of room in that place. And then some of the locals like wrote about us on these like groups in Facebook. And then the next night, there was, like, even more people to the point where it was, like, almost, like, at capacity. And we were, like, what is going on here? Like, we're just – we just got here. We, we're from Florida. We've never even seen a desert before. I think Jordan, our bass player, asked the Uber driver if there was grass in Arizona. And at first, I was, like, are you trying to buy weed from this Uber driver? And he goes, no, dude. Like, I'm actually trying to find out if they have grass because I don't see any grass, like, anywhere on the ground. Like, it's just so funny. I mean, I've been in parts of Florida that are kind of like that at times. Like, uh, I mean, I'm from 
around Pensacola and stuff, and there's definitely like some communities where it's just sand and there's not grass. And oh yeah, or fake grass. Yeah, artificial, <laughs> artificial, artificial grass. Yeah. yeah, artificial grass. So being from Florida, how'd you kind of get introduced to to the country music, the country music scene? You were talking about how you how you had your emo phase and all that kind of stuff in terms of music. Like, I'm sure that's like what, like My Chemical Romance, like Green Day, things like oh, that, yeah. right? Right? 100%. Am I right with that? Um, how'd you get into doing this uh, country music thing that goes on here in Nashville? Man, it's weird. Uh, country's actually like really big in like in Florida. Um, I don't know, like you know, we're we're I'm from Central Florida, so it really just kind of looks like Kansas. Like it's just flat. And there's like orange trees, and that's pretty much all you see. Like we're actually hours from the beach. We're not even close. Yeah, there's there's part part of Florida where you're driving, and you can see like both coasts from the interstate, and you're like dead center Florida. Wow. Yeah, it's like you're just like there, but uh, it's a uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And I think country was like something that like everyone in our town was like just tried to avoid it. Because they wanted to be different, and, and in doing that, we all ended up being the same, you know, going to Hot Topic and buying T-shirts, yeah. you know, for two for 20, <laughs> and whatever. But uh, what ended up happening is I moved to Tennessee, and uh, one of my buddies, uh, this guy named Caleb from college, was playing, like, all these songs. And uh, I started listening to, like, Brad Paisley, Zach Brown Band, and that obviously, like, that's, like, the newer stuff. And then as time went on, um, I ended up coming to Nashville on accident, like one day, like on Fourth of July, and there's a free show out there, and like uh, on the riverfront, and uh, Darius Rucker was playing that day, and uh, like I knew who he was, but I just never seen any of these shows live. Yeah. So I remember just being so mind blown, like at these like you know crazy guitar solos and songs, like everybody was just playing like this super high energy music, but still like live you know because in florida everything kind of just turned into like the edm stuff which i love too but i was just so mind blown i remember looking at the girl i was dating at the time and i was like as soon as i graduate i'm moving here i'm doing this for the rest of my life she and she's from texas so like she was like you're crazy i was like nope just watch and sure enough like here you are yeah i came out here and it's been the best thing i've ever done what brought you out to Tennessee? You were talking about Chattanooga. I've never been out to Chattanooga. Is there a lot of music there? Is there, you were saying something about college. What was going on? Dude, it's a cool town. It is. It is a cool town. Like, there's a you can find the music. It does exist. There's like I don't know how. Like I've been away for a while, so I'm not really sure like how big or small it's gotten. But uh, yeah, I went out there for college. Uh, I joined this country band from North Georgia uh, called the Band Raven. And I played with these guys for a while. It was like their band. I kind of just like helped front it and played guitar. And uh, yeah, and it was just, it was a blast. And we ended up coming to Nashville and playing a couple shows, went over really well. Um, I was in Chattanooga for six years while I was in college. Wow. And I uh, had a great time. So if you like to be outside, that's the place. Yeah, definitely. A lot of rivers, a lot of mountains. Right yeah, it's like right it. on the border of like Alabama and Georgia, right? Am I right with that? I'm still learning my southern uh, geography. My, like where I, where I was living, like Chattanooga is literally on the line of Georgia. So like my house was a mile from the Georgia line. Really? Wow. Yeah. So like I could like run to the line and like come back. Yeah. Like it was that close. And I've always said there's something in the water with Georgia and country music and oh. just music in general, just music in general. Just, you know, I'm sure you got to see guys that were coming across guys and girls that were coming across the border and that were playing killer music and things like that. I mean, Oh dude, look they, at the list just goes on and on from the Aldeans and the Lukes and the, and the um, Cole Swindells, Brantley Gilbert, Colt Ford, Langston, what he's doing now. The yeah, guys that are dude. coming out of that Georgia area. Like I saw John actually at a – he opened for Luke Bryan at uh, downtown during CRS. It's a great show. Um, I got in there. 
I didn't even know it was happening, honestly. And I just like happened to know some people that were there. And like I ended up going up watching that show and then uh, watching Luke play after. And it's, yeah, it's cool. Georgia's, I have a lot of love for Georgia, man. Like Georgia is probably like, I don't know. Every, I, there, I have nothing bad to say. I just have nice people. Everybody just loves having a good time. And uh, a lot of my good friends still live there. Like, and uh, short, well, now in Chattanooga, but it's kind of like the same thing. It's all right there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. So, so you get into, you get introduced to, you get into wanting to do country. You come to that show in July and here in Nashville and you do all that. When did you get into like, I want to write music. I want to write country music. Were you writing other styles of music before that kind of epiphany happened or man, I, how'd you get into that? To tell you the truth, I just like, I wrote, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I didn't know what I was like probably the best at at that time. I was just kind of writing whatever. So I I wrote my first song, I think, when I was maybe like 15 or 16. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty terrible. And uh, yeah, I just like, I came, I, I don't know, I started just writing these songs and I've always been a fan of like rock and roll music and country is kind of like now taking on that role. And I think what really hit me is like the first time I heard Eric Church, I lost my mind. Like, it was crazy. What song was it? Oh, man, I can't even remember, but I think, like... Not that there's a bad Eric Church song there is at not, all. There's, there's not and any of the records. There's not one. Like, there's not one where you're just like, I don't know. My, I have, like, a tradition of whenever I drive, like, a long road trip, I put on, the, like, every Eric Church record and listen to them in order, like, all the way to the end. And it's just like, I don't know. I think the first time I heard Eric Church, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, stuff like this. Where it's conveying the story, but also having the rock, and it, it makes you feel something. His voice is unlike any other. The production that goes into his music, he's a guy that just does it right. Oh, dude, and his band is just like... <laughs> They're heavy. They're, they, yeah. they'll, they'll, they can get all kinds of stuff. They yeah. can slow it down with, with Wrecking Ball, but then pick it back up with, uh, with Creepin', and like, there's just... Oh, it's dude. all over the place. I've never been to a show where the people in the crowd sang harder on the not singles than the singles. Like, like he would play, like, this song that, like, most people, like, would have never heard of. And these people were just going crazy. Like, it was, like, amazing. I, yeah, nuts. That, but that was, like, that was, like, the, the thing. Like, he actually did, his, his live album was recorded in Chattanooga at the Tivoli Theater. And I was trying to get tickets, and I, I, I couldn't do it for some one reason or another. And I think when he was in town doing that, that's when I really started digging into, like, all of those records. And I was just like, dude, this is, this is it. Like this is what what needs to happen. I need, I need to do this. I think if I if I met him, I'd probably lose it. Yeah, he, I've, I got to meet him up in uh, up in Reading, Pennsylvania, of all places. Back when I was doing the radio thing in Jersey, and super cool dude. And uh, I was just doing college radio at the time, and he looked me dead in the eye. I think he looked me dead in the eye. He had, he had his sunglasses on, like he always does, and um, and he just was. He treated us just as cool as anybody else, and uh, he does enjoy his whiskey. I will say that. He oh yeah, lots of Jack Daniels on I mean, who uh, on, on that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, on that occasion for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And now something that you were that I actually had no idea. So Tyler filled me in uh, when we were setting up, when we were setting this thing up. I had no idea that you had um, you had the vocal surgery and you had the voice stuff go on oh, and whatnot. Yeah. I had no idea that that chapter had happened and whatnot. And I know Tyler's had his injuries and whatnot yeah. that he's had to deal with musically and things like that. Um, what 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 was that situation all about? If you don't mind sharing sharing some of that and whatnot, man, dude, I'm not even kidding. It was. Probably the worst year of my life, I would have to say. Yeah. But so many good things came from it later that I, you, you never see it at the time. But, uh, man, I was literally at a 
this Friendsgiving thing that we had, and I was just having a good time with everybody. Woke up the next day, couldn't talk. And I just, it never came back. Like, I was, like, freaking out. Like, I just, <clears throat> I would I would take the tea or do whatever, you know, everything people, like, tell you to do all the time. And, uh, yeah, it just never came back. So for, like, a year between, like, finding a doctor and, like, talking to people and getting insurance set up because it's so expensive to get it fixed. It was like this year where I literally thought I wasn't going to do it again. Like I, I thought it was over. Like I, I, I thought that was like the end of the line. I was going to have to move back home. And then I uh, met this guy, Brandon Mangus, Dr. Brandon Mangus. And uh, he's this cool guy, man, like just a young doctor. And uh, <clears throat> he was like, dude, we can fix this. And I was like, really? And so we ended up doing it. And uh, – yeah, and it was kind of like right around the time that uh, Whiskey Row opened up. Um, that was when I was just coming back. So even now, I still deal with like some some days, like it takes a little while to like, you know, kick in. Like as to where like normally you just wake up in the morning and you're fine. But uh, I would say after a year, I'm probably at like, I want to say like 90 93%. Okay. Like almost there. Almost there. But what I have to do now is just kind of go back to what I was doing in college, warm up right and build up like that last little part of my register that just isn't quite there yet. But it's cool because in country music, at least the way that I sang, I never really use that part. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah you've, you've got a deep voice to you when you when you want it, when you want it to be there, like you, you can hit those, those deeper notes on that. Now, what was the official diagnosis on that? I know nothing about the medical field or man, they, that vocal stuff. They uh, this sounds super dumb, but they diagnosed me with a smoker cyst, and I've probably smoked in my entire life like maybe ten cigarettes in my wow. whole life, ever. Like it, that's literally what it was. And they were like, they pretty much told me like, this happens to very few people. Like, you know, they they might have said it was overuse, but I've been singing since I was seven years old, so that's a really long time. Yeah. It's like over twenty years, and uh. Yeah, and I just I was like, wow, dude, like of all things. And then there's guys out there that party their faces off. Yeah. And nothing happens to them. There's definitely guys that I've seen that, you know, they'll sing the three hour set and they can't talk after and then they next day show up and sing another three hour set and can't talk after and they're just blowing their voice night after night and they never have anything like that. Like I've seen guys literally do that since I moved here. You know, five years ago, like every night they go out and sing. Oh, yeah. Just the chance that it would happen to you after a friend's giving. Like, that's just so out of the. I was having a great time. Yeah. (laughs) Just partying, like, just whatever. We ended up somewhere in East Nashville. Just great night. Next day, boom. You know, it's a good night when you end up in East Nashville, just out of nowhere kind of thing. Oh, I live there now, so I end up there quite a bit. (laughs) There you go. Absolutely. Now, so you were talking about different styles and things like that, and country music, obviously, going through. It's. There's so much out there. Oh, the shit. spectrum is so big, kind of like what, what was going on in the 70s and 80s with rock, where you had your hair metal stuff, but then you still had your 70s, like your Zeppelin kind of stuff. You had the blues being thrown in there, and country's kind of going through that right now. So so for you, what are you kind of digging in terms of like what's almost <clears throat> like if we were to pass to the aux like in term, and say play something country or play like a country song that you're really vibing on, man, what route would you go on that? That's That's tough, man. I really do like – have a lot of love for like a lot of the stuff that's coming out. Um, I think I, I really like the Cadillac Three Man. Like, I right? Got, yeah. How do three guys make that much noise, dude? Like, how do how does that happen? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I'll give him a shout out on this. When I got hurt, 
I was uh, guitar teching for Eric Van Houten. You guys know yeah, Eric Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Great dude. Uh, so we were out there, and he, like, was super cool, and he was like, dude, like, you can't sing. Like, you might as well come do this stuff with me. So he was playing, like, all these cool shows up in New York, and uh, he – we there was one weekend where he was opening for Cadillac 3 for the whole weekend. So I was, like, kind of, like, in there, and I was like, yeah, dude, this is going to be dope. So I was, like, back there teching and doing whatever. Obviously, our rig was not as big as their rig. <laughs> but I remember seeing them get set up. They don't use in-ears. Like, they, like they just play. Like, they are the most rock and roll band of Nashville, period. Like, they're just, like, everything, like, every amp is on. Like, like everything is just loud. Everything's just cranked yeah. up. Dude, it's so cool. I remember, like, the minute they just, like, hit, I was like, dear God, like, this is awesome. <laughs> and I, I love, like, Jaren's writing. Like, I love, like, I like how they play. Like, they're, you know, they were super cool uh, for the little time I got to hang out with them. And uh, I really like their stuff. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, I'm trying to think of, like, other people that I really like. Um, I mean, obviously, I talked about Eric Church. Um, I think my other big dude is uh, Dirk Bentley. I really like – I mean, I, I can't really think of a Dirk song that I don't like either. I think, it, like, on the other end of the spectrum, like, he's a dude that I, like, really like. Um, man, uh, I really dig – on the pop side, kind of, I'm really digging uh, Jordan Davis and Russell Dickerson. Right? Yeah, I like those guys. Now, Russell Dickerson, that's, that's those are two guys that I got to see come up when I was doing my thing up in Jersey. And I saw Russell Dickerson play a place called Maxwell's Tavern. Now, Maxwell's Tavern, small room, probably not the, the concert venue. And um, I have plenty of friends that can attest to this. Probably no bigger than this basement that we're sitting in. Like, that's the size of the venue. And back in the day, it was very big with grunge. So, like, in the 90s, like... Um, Nirvana, that was one of the first venues they played in the state of New Jersey. Pearl Jam, uh, bands like Oasis, Weezer, like the 90s. All were, of Mikey's favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mikey, shout out to our boy Mikey at Miguel Potato. Miguel um, Potato. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, then they the turned it, then they started doing country shows. And as guys and girls were coming up, like Old Dominion, um, Kaylee Shore, and then Russell was one of those guys in that group. And I got, and watching him with like a hundred people just playing a high energy show, like he was in the middle of the show. He was in the crowd, and there was a dance circle, and a whole circle for him. And he's just having a dance-off while singing. Oh, yeah. While doing his show, and just the energy that he has. Jordan, very similar. Just high energy. and just, Great beard. And the lead. <laughs> Jordan, I asked him that. What's the secret to the beard? And he said, lots of conditioner, dedication, and telling people just know when they ask you to shave it. Like, <laughs> like he said that, that, um, that he's had family members that have been like, you should just shave it. But it's just dedication and letting it grow out. But the, the, lyric, like, the lyrics of it and just how melodic. Like, like uh, every little thing, the Russell song on the radio right now, just so good, dude. It's I mean, it, it's you, a jam. Yeah, you can't you can't stop singing it. Like once you hear it, it's just that's cool that you're well rounded like that in terms of what you're listening to. Where one minute it can go from Cadillac Three playing playing the South or playing uh, playing I'm Southern or playing uh, anything off their new records, but to flipping the dial and then Jordan or Russell coming on. Well, I, I think it's I think it's really funny because like you know I come from like that underground kind of music world where like. Everybody thinks, like, well, if you like this, I mean, you know what it is. Like, yeah. when you're younger, like, you know, if you like rock, then you like rock. If you like hip-hop, you like hip-hop, whatever. And I always thought, like, growing up, I was like, this is so stupid, dude. Like, I mean, there's so much great music out there. Like, there's, there's a, I think, I don't think there's any bad genre. There are, like, there's better music than other music, I think, in every genre. But, uh, yeah, man, I think it's just exciting that you can, like, go out there and, you know, especially like where we are now, where we have so much access to like all of this music, and you can just get it like instantly. Yeah. So why would why wouldn't you like 
try things out or like learn more. I mean, I probably listen to, man, I probably listen to Kendrick Lamar and Tupac as much as I listen to like Eric Church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the time. I was actually talking to uh, one of our buddies about that last night. I was like, dude, like, you know, Chance the Rapper, huge fan. Yeah. Like just like, but I'll like my iPod is crazy, dude. Like iPod, iPhone, whatever. <laughs> my playlists are nuts. Like I'll, I like this guy named Frank Turner, who's like this punk rocker from the UK. And I like, and to, to me, like, he's like the Eric Church of that style. Yeah. And I, I love listening to that music, too. And I know every word. So I just, like, I'm like a nerd, dude. Like, I just like to learn stuff. Now, do you see that reflect in your writing or what you're creating when you're in the studio and things? Like, where you're pulling from, from different, different styles and what you think is good music? Man, I think it complicates things in my head sometimes. Because I like, I like to write. But it's when you listen to so much music, like there are times where I have to like not listen to music for a long time because I get so many ideas and like you'll write a song and it's like great or you think it's great or like it starts going over well with people and then you write another song and you're just like, dude, this is like has a trap beat. This has nothing to do with like this other song. So I think my biggest my biggest challenge like as a writer has been to create this like cohesive style, like like something that's like mine. So, you know, over the years, I think people find that and you take like these bits and pieces of people that you admired like in the past and you just let it kind of like bleed into like what you're doing. But you also have to make sure that like it's it's bleeding in and not taking over from like how you are, you know. But, yeah, there's just so much stuff out there, man. Like, I don't know, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, and I know you, you listen to a whole bunch of different things too. Yeah, like I mean, we, I'm, we'll I'm, ju- we're just sending. We there's days where, where Tyler and I or, or Coda Bear over there where we'll send songs like back to each other, like just different kind of like, hey man, have you heard this? Or hey, have you heard this? And we're just like Tyler will send show me that some Americana stuff, or yeah. I'll throw on some like weird swampy country like heavy stuff and he'll be like hey can you send this over my way kind of thing and then i'll get in the car with coda and asking alexandria will be blasting like just like it's all over the oh, dude, place i saw you know? asking alexandria so many times at warp tour i think oh you were a warp tour kid <clears throat> oh dude yeah 100 what was I that think that's like, like uh i think that's a requirement for any florida kid is to go to warp tour see, I, every I, time I, see, I, absolutely i, I kind of missed all that partly because of just what i was listening to growing up and also i think just I I I got I missed all that that style at that early two thousands warped tour. What were those shows like? Oh, dude! Like, I mean, there's something to be said. Like, and I think people from like my area would really understand. There's nothing like getting punched in the face or punching someone in the face and then shaking hands after. <laughs> like, like, like just, just the etiquette of the pit. It's there's the etiquette, man. Like, it's cool. Like when the song's going punch away and then like when it's done you just like go drink a monster and then go get like super hype again but uh the first <laughs> i went to warp tour one time i was watching uh super awesome band story of the year guys they put on like nuts show like i they did like a guitar throw like both guitar players traded guitars from across the stage so they threw their guitars at the same time they crossed in the air they caught them both and kept playing. So I was like trying Jeez. to take pictures with this like shitty pink camera that I stole from my mom. <laughs> and so like I, so I was like out there with the camera. And while I was taking the picture, I took one step forward and I ended up in this like crazy mosh pit. And this dude, all I remember is his face and his hand right in my face. I was blacked out like on the ground, just completely unconscious. I woke up and it was right at the moment where the guy just came back around the pit. And I was like, 
bow, and got him back. And then, like, when the song ended, he was like, fair enough. And I was like, cheers, dude. And then we ended up, and then we were like friends, <laughs> like, like after. But that's like how, like, it's just such intense music. There's like nothing else you can really do, but everyone's doing it with you. And like, as much as it looks like everybody hates each other in there, they're actually like having a great time. There's, there's a love and respect. Like these are my people. Kind yeah, of thing. these like, are my you guys. People. It's like a community. Like I wouldn't donkey like, kick you in the chest if you weren't my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's just like poof. Amen. Amen to that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. So you've been you were in the studio a lot recently. Over yeah, what, like the last month, month and a half, I was following you on Instagram and obviously seeing you around town and stuff and uh, hearing how that process was going. How did all that go? Finally getting in the studio again, especially after all that you went through vocally and things like that. I know that's a process just to get into the studio. Yeah, I was nervous. I was really nervous. Um, I was really like kind of self-conscious a little bit, like going back in because the last time I did a record, I was really healthy. So it was like it was all fun. But this time you have like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like when you, uh, when you have a car and then something's broken and you get used to driving it broken. So you forget what it's like to have it when it's new. And then like, once you fix the car, you still drive it like the way you would when it was broken, even though now it's fine. Yeah. So I think when you go through something like that, um, it's more like a psychological thing than it is like, um. Uh, like a physical thing with, you know, obviously once the physical part is fixed, but, uh, yeah, man, it was really cool. Like it was kind of like a weird, like overcoming, like a challenge experience. Cause I knew what the song was supposed to sound like in my head. And then it actually took me like, I would say a few days to like, just get comfortable to like sing it again that way. Cause I forgot that I could, you know what I mean? Like it, it's so weird, man. Like, I don't know. I hope nobody ever has to go through that. I feel yeah. for John Mayer and like Adele, like people that have had, those problems, like, you know, because you think that'll never happen to me. But, dude, it could happen to anyone. Yeah. And so, you know, take care of your voices out there, guys. Yeah. Like, no, like, ab- really, like, ab- absolutely. And uh, who were you working with in the studio, producer-wise, and all things like that? How'd all that go? Uh, so that is pretty cool, actually. So we have a group of really talented dudes, like, in our band. And um, we've become, like, best friends over the last couple years. We've been through a lot together. They dealt with me getting better. And for some reason, they they stayed and, you know, what we ended up doing is playing all these shows last year and saving up and buying, like, all the best gear we could buy. So um, Eric Shaney, our drummer, shout out to Eric, at Eric Shaney. Okay. <laughs> Follow him. <laughs> uh, dope guy. He uh, he actually engineered and produced the whole, like, everything we did. Wow. And so the guys that you hear on the recordings are the – we wanted it to sound like the band that we have. So we obviously used the band that we have, which not a lot of people do but I felt really good about it. And uh, I mean, I honestly give it, I give it five to six years before those dudes are like the studio guys of Nashville. Like they're going to be those people like someday. And, uh, but we also had a lot of like really great guidance from this guy, uh, Mike Arnold, great mastering mixing engineer, like great guy. Um, We've got to know him over like the last few years. So it was all like a very well guided process. Um, and yeah, we just had a lot of fun getting in there and like writing new parts and making these songs like actually real. We brought in this guy, Brett Sandler, who's a great keyboard player and he played some crazy stuff like on the song and, uh, we had a good time having him in there. We got two more coming. 
Uh, they're not done yet, but they should be like released maybe like a month or two after like this next one comes out. Wow, when's this this next one? So crazy! What you guys are going to be hearing at the end of this episode here in just a little bit. Uh, what what's that one all about? Because crazy can mean it can mean a lot of things. It can be that with a title like that, you can really go kind of anywhere. Yeah, I mean this song. Um, all my all the music I've written so far, or like or that I play out, is all about like real things that have happened to me they're actually so specific that like um it's like about me so it's uh this one's about this girl that i was dating in college and i mean we just had i mean you know like it's like that feeling you get when you're in college and you like i had a cool car that worked at the time i blew the motor on it last year but uh (laughs) i had like a car and we would just take all these trips and like go everywhere and she was just like this down girl that was like just super fun and like could hang out and just really cool and you know it was just like she was awesome and so like I wrote this song of just about like that time period you know like just hanging out and just feeling free and doing all this stuff and yeah it's it's like a good time song and it's like probably the first time I've ever written a song that was like that happy and I was like whoa like this is dope like I want to keep doing this like like, this is fun (laughs) (laughs) it's fun it's fun to convey happy emotions yeah I love it and it was funny because for the the year that I was hurt I was right I was telling Tyler earlier I was like I wrote the saddest stuff of all time, and I would go to these writers' rounds and play it, and people were just weren't even having it. They were like, this is the saddest dude in the world, and I don't think I am. No, you're not at but, all. But for some reason, I would try to write these party songs, and I was like, I couldn't sing, so I was partying all the time. You know, there's, there's nothing else to do. I thought my career was over. I'm like, I'm moving home in a year. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, I might as well just enjoy my last few months in Nashville. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, I was writing this stuff. People weren't having it, so it's kind of a nice change of pace to, like, feel good and write songs that actually feel good when you feel good so you know it comes across really genuine because that's really what was happening when it when it came around okay so this one when are you looking at the releasing of it and and thank you for sharing it with us on this podcast right now oh yeah it's the first people that have it yeah i appreciate we appreciate the the exclusive of it too man like pretty exclusive that's badass so when are you looking at getting it i'm assuming i'm assuming it'll be available on on all the big players like spotify and apple and all that yeah, it's going to be available everywhere. Um, it's it's going to be soon, man. Like, we have a date in mind. I don't want to say it okay. because we're, uh, we're one step away. We're just waiting to see, like, uh, what the distribution guys are going to say about when it hits everything. But it's going to be this month for sure. Uh, not this – sorry, not February, but March. March for sure. And we have tons of shows that you can come and, like, hear these songs, like, booked in March. Like, everywhere. So we'll be, like, in Vegas, Arizona – we're playing uh, Bus Call at the Tin Roof. We're doing the uh, Nash Noise Showcase. Oh, uh, awesome. Alan Geiger's Showcase. Uh, we're also playing the Listing Room. Uh, Damn, you're all over the place. Dude. Damn. You just get drunk with people in parking lots, man, and like they give you shows, man. It's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The Nashville way. <laughs> you just, like, you're just hanging out. You're like, bro. And they're like, cool, play here. I'm like, okay. And the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, okay. Like, like we're Real doing quick, this. have you ever played Vegas or is this the first time? Uh, this will be like my sixth time. What's it like playing Vegas? I've never been out to Vegas. Dude, I hear it, it's a hell Vegas, of a time. Oh, dude, it's insane. Like, you get out there and people are just ready to go, like, every day. Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, – it's more like Nashville than you would think. Like not like with the gambling and all that stuff, but like there's so much connection between Nashville and Vegas that almost every time we've been there, I've seen somebody I know. Like either randomly walking or like Matt Ferranti was yeah. there last time we were there. Uh, Brett Young was playing Mandalay Bay, 
and Matt played a show over at New York, New York, across the street, and we were there on the same day. And it was, like, just crazy. Yeah. Like, and then uh, there was one time Liza was yeah. in Vegas one time oh, when we really? were there. <laughs> yeah, before she was even playing with us. She was just there. And, like, and I just turned around, and, and uh, one time I was walking. There's a, another girl that works at one of the clubs downtown. And uh, I was walking, and I just hear Henry, and I was like – what (laughs) i was like i was like what are you doing here and dude you see you will see someone you know in vegas like always that's awesome so where can people go to find all these show details and things like that so uh next week hopefully um we will have our brand new website up uh if you go there right now it's uh it's getting updated so stay tuned uh but it should be done here really quick we actually just got all of our photos done and edited jordan did it Jordan, our bass player, does okay. all the photo editing. So you're really working in house. That's so cool that you find a group that can rock that's like super chill and cool, and they're you guys can all work together in that capacity. Like, Dude, it is such a weird thing. I don't think I've n- I've actually never been a part of something. I'm sure other people have done it, but like it's it's weird when you're doing a photo shoot downstairs and you're hearing your song get mastered upstairs. Like you're literally doing a photo shoot like to put to like all your stuff, and your song is getting mastered upstairs, so you're hearing it. Like, as you're doing it at the same time. Wow. Yeah, it's so weird. And then the guy that played bass is taking your pictures, and then the dude that is your drummer is mixing it. So, like, I mean, it's like, it's it, it feels like a Warped Tour band, really. Like, yeah. it, it's like that kind of, like, mentality, but it's just kind of different now that it's in Nashville. It's like a different, more, like, collected, like, focused vibe. Like, these guys are incredible. Like, they're just, they, I mean, they're workaholics, like, just good dudes. Like, you guys all know them. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. And just super talented. Jordan actually has done um, a few, like, crazy lyric videos and stuff. And, I mean, they're just amazing. Like, if you were to watch it and uh, and then just see Jordan, you would be like, there's no way. Like, I didn't know this guy could do that, but he does. And it's Jordan amazing. Jordan's so quiet and, like, so reserved about everything from at least whenever I've seen him and stuff. You know, he just kind of sits back there and plays bass and minds his own business. And you try to, like, push him out, and he's just kind of like, mm, mm, I'm just, I'm happy back here. <laughs> he's just like, hey, I mean, he's just, he's that kind of guy, but he's just a great dude. Uh, him and Eric have actually been friends for, man, like, their whole lives almost. Wow. So I met them all here, but it's just weird how things turn out, dude. But he's a cool dude. Like, uh, once, like, once you, like, get to know him and stuff, he's funny, like, crazy, like, does a bunch of, like, he, he just, he, like, purposely waits until you don't expect something, and then he'll do something ridiculous. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, like, why are you doing this? But it's it's always funny and great, like. So super- speaking of your band, we uh, we hear the story all the time of Jorge and Miguel. Yes. How do they come out? Tequila. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it is definitely tequila. I really don't know where that came from, but uh, Mikey has that Miguel Potato Instagram thing. And, uh, oh, I know where I did, like, it became a team kind of on its own. The Jorge thing came from a long time ago. I used to play a lot of shows in Panama City, and these people would just get there, like, ready to party and give us all these tequila. And somebody, I don't know what I did one night, man. I think I just jumped in a pool, like, in the middle of the night in the hotel we were staying at. It was, like, this, the, like, jankiest hotel, like, you'll ever see. Like, it was called, like, the Buccaneer. And it was, like, this pirate outside. And it was just <laughs> terrible. Like, there's mold everywhere. Sounds just, like Florida. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> I think it's a nursing home now. Don't oh, ask me like, like, what the, what, what the uh, health code violations are for down there. But if, you know, if you need a nursing home, don't do it in Florida. But, uh, yeah, we were just there. And I think, like, one night we were just just out there drinking some tequila and i just 
decided to jump into this pool at like three in the morning and they're like they're like we're just gonna have to start calling you jorge man and i'm like not bad. I'll take <laughs> like, it. Like, it's not the worst thing. You not know? the worst yeah. thing. So then yeah. Jorge and Miguel became a team. <laughs> like, oh, that's and, awesome. And yeah, usually, like we say it all the time, we just end up at Taco Bell at like three o'clock in the morning and, you know, chase the tequila with crunch wraps. Hey, we got, we got that in common with late night crunch wraps and oh, uh, dude, uh, Taco hitting, hitting Taco Bell and uh, other, uh, other various food chains down here and whatnot, man. But, uh, but yeah, I think that wraps it all up for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out. Henry, where can people find you? Give uh, us all the plugs. It's uh, that Henry J. Martin on Instagram, uh, henryjmartin.com. Uh, yeah, those are pretty much the two places. Uh, Facebook is – I'm bad at it, so I'd never <laughs> use it. But you should totally get on Instagram, follow us. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out um, here in the next couple weeks. And then obviously our website, henryjmartin.com. And literally – Arizona, Vegas, Florida, all these places coming up this year. And if you're ever in Nashville, you walk downtown or you walk in Midtown, chances are you're going to see Henry or some of the guys and girls that he's mentioned. And if you ever come to town and visit, make sure you look up Henry and get out and see the show. The live show is awesome. I can't wait for the record material. I can't wait for people to hear this banger that you're about to play for us, that you're about to let us share out there with the world. Crazy. Uh, what Do you have a name for like the project, or is it just three singles coming out? It's, this is the first single. Um, we're still working on everything. I'm not going to say everything yet okay because some things might change but uh i have this idea for a record that i want to put out next year so right. i've been working on that too so sweet sweet man yeah awesome badass well thank you guys for listening joining us in the round uh for myself tyler dakota bear uh the whole crew make sure you follow us along in the round podcast on instagram in the round on facebook in the round podcast.com YouTube, get get on there with the live videos, all that cool stuff. And if you're ever down in Nashville, make sure you pop in, say a quick hi to us. Remember, no writers, no songs. That is why we are doing this. And now without further ado, here is Henry Martin with Crazy on In The Round. Baby girl
drove me crazy Kill. I bought the gas, you brought the fields and so 